Hello everyone. Welcome to the TechGeek podcast on being a developer in the experienced era. I'm your host Supriya Adivanshi. Hope all of you are staying safe. Today in our special episode of the podcast, I have four immensely knowledgeable powerhouses from Cognizant who will talk about the world's largest coding battle, TechGeek Code Gladiators, and what it takes to be a developer in our current era of tech innovations. Without much ado, I will hand over the session to Pratik Padmanabhan, Associate Vice President Digital Experience from Cognizant. Thank you and welcome to the Code Gladiators podcast. Code Gladiators is the worst, biggest virtual coding event in the world, organized by TechGeek. Today, we'll chat about what it takes to be a developer in our current era. My name is Karthik Padmanabhan and I'm the Global Competency Leader for Digital Experience Services in Cognizant. Being a consultant for most of my career, I now take great pride in leading a diverse team of designers, marketeers, content specialists and technologists in crafting exceptional experiences for our customers. Being a developer today is very super exciting at the same time incredibly challenging. Uh, there are changing technologies, high customer expectations, need for quality and speed. Being agile also means working with evolving requirements all the time. But more than ever, AIML, NLP, code generated technologies suggest that development will undergo a radical shift. To discuss all of this, I have three software technologists from Cognizant who will share their experiences and tell us how their company is supporting them in managing these changes. Welcome to the podcast, Sendhil Bhitian Chandan. Sendhil, I'm going to turn to you first. Uh, give us a quick experience about yourself. Tell us about your background and then uh, tell us about your journey and what change you've noticed over the last six, seven years in the era of uh, changing technologies and development and so on. Hi, KP. Good morning. And uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, yeah, I'm Santal and uh, I'm a senior digital architect uh, taking care of uh, the solutions and business development for Cognizant in the front end space and content production. Uh, I have spent my last decade in designing and developing uh, omni channel, cross channel, low code platform applications uh, for various industries across tech stacks. Uh, you know, that's that's the short intro. And coming to your question, uh, KP, uh, you know, I probably would, you know, uh, answer this question in a in a broader bucket, actually, right? Like, you know, I wanted to break this into two decades, uh, starting 2000 to 2010. Uh, the way I saw the industry was like, it's especially the front end space, right? It was all about legacy, uh, multi-page applications, server-side applications, right? Like client-server applications, and primarily about Java versus, you know, .NET sort of applications. That the web world was pretty simple and not too many choices, but it was struggling with like, you know, the age old XML, JSP servers, uh, server shuttling time, uh, slow queries and performance issues were there actually, right? Whereas uh, the mobile came in late 2000, where the mobile space evolved, uh, along with that, the web space also evolved actually. So fundamentally, when we started, we were building the mobile applications using the native technologies for Android and iOS, and even we had like you know uh, the Windows Phone back then actually. But the last ten years, it was really exciting period for both web and mobile development. Uh, the, the the decade has changed the whole way the industry thinks, uh, uh, you know, from the uh, application user experience pers uh, experience perspective to the performance, automation to modular development to cater the various you know, uh, segments of end users across domains and platforms actually. So the, the industry moved from server-side applications to a lightweight, efficient, 
you know, faster client-side applications through uh, single-page applications. Uh, earlier, we used to have multiple applications to support desktop web, mobile web, uh, and then like we used to have native applications for mobiles and desktop. Uh, but whereas now, everything is scattered through single application, right? It could be a native app, uh, which is built on, uh, you know, low-code platforms. Uh, the concepts like right ones run everywhere is, you know, the mantra across the industry. Whereas it comes to hybrid world, we can do an RWD or a, you know, progressive web application, um, you know, bringing the concepts of uh, modular UI applications or or uh, modular microservice applications. Uh, we have, now we name the applications in, uh, you know, too many ways, mobile first, desktop first, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of way like, you know, um, uh, based on the purpose and the audience, like we segment the applications. So I would say the last 10 years was a golden period for both mobile and web where the technology moved from the silo of Java to Java versus .NET 2 and, you know, a huge spectrum. The, the rise of Java framework and libraries, right, that made this possible, the, the omni-channel application development across platforms and channels, actually. Uh, also, along with that, I have to mention that, like, the UX space, right, like, the design thinking also evolved in the last 10 years, which, you know, uh, which made uh, the user uh, attracted towards their application, right? The, the the experience that they get like through their desktop and phones and their mobile applications, you know, that has been exceptional in the last 10 years. Like that again goes thanks to, you know, the libraries like jQuery, Bootstrap, which made that possible actually. On the other hand, this huge spectrum also posted a huge challenge in, in front of both the uh, service industry providers as well as the developers. Because moving away from Java to .NET, uh, to just fighting their own battle within JavaScript libraries where we have quite a lot of JavaScript libraries evolved for different different reasons actually. We have Angular then which moved to TypeScript, we had ReactJS, we had like you know uh, Google releasing Flutter and like we had Vue.js, there's quite a lot of Node.js, like quite a lot of uh, Java framework libraries have come in actually and that has become a challenge. Um, on one side, the other hand, we also had this MLD, mobile application development platform there as well, like we have quite a lot of options, right? Like because most of the MADPs comes with what you see, what you get edited sort of live preview tools and a lot of things for make the mobile application development life easy, actually. So uh, though the, the final verdict is all about like Angular versus React, but like we have quite a lot of quite a lot of uh, options and actually, so that posted uh, a huge challenge. So in my view, uh, the last uh, six, seven years, how do I see? I see this more of a JS, framework era with respect to front-end space. Uh, the back-end space is all about like, you know, cloud moving into cloud and then like, you know, serverless architecture. The database side, if we look at it, like how that evolved, like moving from the, the structured query uh, language to, you know, moving into, an, you know, no SQL databases like Mongo or like, you know, um, or like we, we move into the Firebase sort of uh, uh, no SQL databases. So that's how I see, and this is a this is a golden period for both mobile and web applications, okay, if you ask me. Thank you, Sandhu. That really seems like a, a hyper-dynamic evolution, so many changes. I, I guess it's probably both exciting and challenging at the same time as a profile. So let's really get into a developer persona and see what it takes uh, to be a developer, right? Uh, I'm going to ask you to well wonder a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, introduce yourself, and then uh, take us into, into the minds of a developer uh, and talk about what it really takes to be a developer in the modern day. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and then let's get into the question. 
Um, yeah, sure, KP. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Deepi Sundaram, and I'm a technology architect and have been associated in this uh, industry for the past 13 years. Uh, I work on providing design and development solutions for omnichannel customer experience. Uh, I have supported clients across different domains like banking, retail, and healthcare, and uh, worked on different challenging technologies. Um, now, uh, when we look at the modern day developers, uh, what are the expectations? What makes them think, okay, this technology seems interesting, let me start using it. The first and the most important thing I would say is the simplicity. The young developers expect the technology to be simple and easy to learn. Uh, most of them, while they are in their college or in their early phases of career development, make use of self-learning platforms to familiarize themselves with the modern day technologies. They want to learn the latest technology in a short span of time and start creating simple applications applying whatever they have learned. We were just discussing about how there are so many different technologies available in the market today to create a web application. The same web application can be created by using Angular or React or Vue. There are so many other options available as well. So what would a budding developer want to explore? Maybe as a young developer, I would explore by building the application in different technologies and try to get the flavor of it and then decide on what I would like to focus on or what would be the ideal fit for my interest and expertise. Uh, with the guidance from self-learning platforms, it might seem easier to you know, apply the new concepts you have learned. But when it comes to trying something by yourself without proper guidance, things get really complicated and challenging. So as a young developer, the typical challenges they face will be understanding the user and the priorities of the user. To begin with, uh, it will be hard for them to understand how to approach a problem in uh, customer experience. Say. Along with that, they will lack knowledge on how to debug the code. The greatest challenge will be keeping up with the technology itself. You know, frameworks, tools, and libraries become outdated really quickly. For example, front-end frameworks usually last for a year or two before new updated versions come along. In such situation, it will be challenging for them to keep up with the latest version of technologies. Thank you, Deepthi. That was definitely useful to get an understanding of what a developer needs to understand. Hey Chandan, I'm going to welcome you into the podcast. Uh, tell us a little uh, about yourself, give us an intro, and then tell us how does Cognizant help you in facing up to these challenges? Thank you so much for the opportunity, KP. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Chandan Lakhojo. Been part of Cognizant for more than 15 years now, and with overall experience of more than 17 years in the industry. I come from a background of building applications uh, for mobile, web, and for tablet, we started with web to be honest, and then we moved on to be omnichannel. You know, then taking care of all those different vagaries, let it be from IE six, seven, eight to to the latest edge now. You know, so we come a long way. Uh, focused on more on uh, doing how businesses have evolved and how we build and modernize our UI solutions. That's my overall portfolio. KP, a very interesting question. What you posted me, you know, how does cognizant help uh, us and facing these new challenges. And uh, like one of my colleagues already pointed out, Central, that it's been a roller coaster ride for the last 10 years. 
we've seen a lot of uh, shift, you know, a lot of a beautiful paradigm shift in the way customer trends have changed over the years. You know, uh, as we have already seen technology evolving on a constant and rapid pace, at least even in the web industry, I think I think our space probably changes every night, you know. So that is how it's been. It's been so so. Um, uh, you know, evolving at times. Uh, I mean, and 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 the fact is that keep up with that. Cognizant has done a great job. I think we've done we've done and taken so many initiatives. It helps our young developers to make sure you know they are aligned to the future trends. Start with right some of them, which uh, I think add up to uh, generic trends across the globe. Is uh, in in other industries as well. Is uh, look at the global online platform. Right, one of them being Udemy, another one being Pluralsight. Cognizant in itself has given every associate a, a medium to join Udemy free of cost. It's a continuous learning program. Every associate is, has access to it. They can take care of it and they can make sure they use it and upgrade in any skill they want. So that is one primary thing which we've done. And uh, more challenges come by. We've also taken more initiatives, just not looking at Udemy as a platform where you know someone talks and we listen and try and absorb. I think what we've taken is we've taken a core tech team within our, our space, a lot of tech talks which we handle, you know, we've taken a lot of uh, uh, seniors who can different different topics and they've, de they've done it to different customers, you know, so best practices across uh, different customers and different industries, let it be banking, let it be insurance. So we've done a lot of talks, you know, a lot of tech talks, uh, tech talks are nothing but technical talk topics on a given subject, let it be the latest one of GraphQL or uh, Redux, uh, React Redux API, which is the latest thing which came by. But the evolving thing, the future things, you know, like WebRTC, that is web real-time communication. You know, how does communication happens over the web? I think we've seen a trend as well, right? We've seen uh, just user talking and looking at things or, or or interacting with a web page. I think that's evolved, you know, WebRTC is another step level where you're doing video and real-time video communication, right? So that's another topic which you've seen grown there's so many other topics like that, right? So, TikToks is something which Cognizant does. That's been really a, a, a big hit and seen a lot of uh, younger generation come and ask more questions and take uh, more insight on these topics. And this has been aligned to the business trends as well. So, when we've seen certain business trends come by, we've seen the experts in the business business areas to come by and expose their knowledge and their learnings and that really helps uh, our associates grow further you know some more things like uh, seminars and webinars and project connects which we do on a periodic basis these are things which help people understand how to not only learn a technology or know a technology but how do i fit that technology in the current business trend you know so when a business uh, problem comes into picture which technology to pick which is the latest thing which comes by so those are the things which we have actually done part of seminars and webinars which are done on a periodic basis at Cognizant. I think there's some more things which we have done um, looking at uh, these evolving architectural patterns, the microservices, the CICD, the JS frameworks, like uh, 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 we already spoke, so many frameworks came into picture, right? We've taken those, we've seen the best practices which come by and we've done some case studies and we've shared them across to all our associates so that they understand the specific, there is no common solution which fits everything which we all understand but we still have seen some practices uh, like best uh, execution practices like let's suppose scrum which is followed as a standard in most of our uh, business or in most of our project executions we've seen such things and we've taken that we've seen the success story of those 
then how best we can actually train our associates on those patterns so that our execution model is quicker, faster. So when a young uh, when a young associate comes in, Cognizant makes sure gives you the overall environment. You know, from learning the Udemy to talks to seminars to actual project executions to periodic periodic webinars. These all help the Gen C or the we, we call it the Gen C, the generations next cognizant we, we do this all to make sure we build the demand and supply gap ensure we're all aligned to our, our common goal to making sure we make our customers happy back to you kp that's good to see chandan i mean that's glad to see that you know the organization is you know putting in the right infrastructure getting the right technologies getting the right support uh, for some of this young generation to make sure that you know all of these changing evolving technologies are being understood and then applied um, when we start delivering to our customers However, uh, the other question that really springs to my mind right now is we've been speaking a lot about technology and we're speaking about how there are changes in that area. But the question that is in the back of my mind suddenly, because we're talking about development in what we call as an experience era, right? So the question that springs to my mind is, do we really need to understand user behavior? Do we have to talk about customer experience? Do we need to understand do developers, right? So people who are actually developing engineering is it sufficient if they understand more about technologies and so on or do they also have to get into the minds of the consumers who they are going to be eventually serving the products that they're building how that is going to be used so the question in the back of my mind is do developers need to understand customer and user behavior is that even important uh Sendhil, what do you think right do you think if the focus on technology is good enough for a developer or do you feel that they need to really get into the minds of uh, users or should we leave that to somebody else, right? What do you think we should be doing? Uh, so dwell on that, Sendhal. And if you feel that, you know, uh, product managers, product owners should take care of that whilst developers focus on what they need to be doing, uh, that's a good enough philosophy as well. What do you feel? Uh, give, us a, give us your thoughts around it. Sendhal, you might be on mute. Do you want to quickly see whether, can you check that out? Can you hear us okay? Yes, KP. Apologies. Yeah. yeah. So, no you're right. You're exactly right, right? Like, you know, um, as a developer, if I'm just starting my career right now, uh, my two cents would be like, you know, uh, concentrate more on our uh, the technology aspects. Uh, whereas the uh, the customer user behavior, uh, you know, the, the platform choices, these are the areas that, some of our uh, you know best minds like uh, ux strategist and uh, digital architects can take care of it actually but as a as a developer uh, what there are more pressing key factors that they need to understand right as they start their career one anytime they join a project anytime they start a new uh, application development they should just understand the purpose of the application so that's the very bottom of it and then they need to understand the audience uh, segment that they're going to cater and the journey involved in the application um, you know these are the areas you know that they have to understand before they you know um, uh, get into any kind of development because these are uh, you know the resultant of this is like you know um, um, who's the audience uh, that determines the ease of the application uh, you know the feature risk richness and the complexity and modularity of uh, the application 
these are the stuff besides that actually so like fundamentally i would say the developer should be you know uh, spending more or learning more about uh, the basics right like one is the technology aspect other is like from the uh, other side of it is like you know uh, who, whom we are building and what are we building and who it's going to cater and what journey it is going to have and that that tells us the outcome, right? How easy the application going to be? What features I have to have? And should I do it like in a modular way, in a complex way? Or if it is for, you know, for an example, if we are building an application for a senior citizen, uh, then like, you know, we should just, you know, ensure that like we keep a very simple lean application so that it's easy for them to use actually. So like, you know, uh, the purpose and the segment of audience and the user journey, that's something they need to understand on top of, uh, you know, the, uh, the technology aspect. Whereas uh, the, the 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 user behavior, uh, you know, the personas and like you know, those other aspects can be taken care of by the, the business owners and uh, product owners and this strategy structure. On top of that, what I would say is like the developer should, you know, uh, uh, in in the, in the early stages, they should be like you know, spending more time learning the importance of uh, you know, lean coding, uh, pair programming. Uh, how to do modular development right make sure that like you know i encapsulate my code which can be uh, uh, can be plugged in anywhere within the application right so the modularity has become key actually uh, from the customer perspective modularity reusability extensibility uh, readability of your application these are the areas i would say the developer should concentrate and as long as possible like you know uh, okay, keep it simple right that's uh, the other end of from the technology perspective on top of that i would say a developer should have a 360 degree view at the start right like irrespective of the technology that you choose right uh, we need to pay attention to the best practices uh, you know um, defined by the industry right we need to ensure that like we follow that in our coding uh, on top of lean coding we also make sure that like we have clean code as well right so somebody like you know comes and able to read your code debug your code like you know understand it and take it to the next level and also uh, the various accelerator tools available right the, the ability of that particular platform are we are we making full full use of it right like so they uh, the shallow reading right that's something they should just avoid right uh, not just like you know understanding technology more hands-on uh practicing you know all the tools that is available that saves a lot of time for them like you know the better for um, you know during their uh, development stage and also they also need to understand other supplement factors like you know what is devops right why do i though like the developer needn't have to do that but they need to understand the importance of devops they need to understand the importance of various delivery models that uh, you know uh, in the industry and that specifically the project being forward actually right so so in my view if you ask me uh, yes the primary focus should be on technology but on top of that they should understand purpose segment of audience journey and they also need to concentrate on their you know readability extensibility reusability of their application modularity of their application how how simple lean clean code that they do that's that's what i would i, I would say to anybody who's starting their career understood Sandra. that's a good good advice to everybody who's starting off right now um and that's a lot to take in also right it's not one uh, number of number of different things that they would have to really piece together in their mind uh, so I'm going to turn to Deepthi, you know, who, who really took us into the mind of a developer earlier in the piece today. Um, so I'm going to turn it back to her to find out, so how would somebody keep themselves abreast of all of these evolutions, right? Um, I know you kind of touched upon a little bit. Can you maybe dwell on the question a little bit further? Talk to us about um, how could you keep yourself abreast? What else might be important? Uh, how do you learn more? Uh, so tell us about that, Deepthi. I'm very intrigued and want to carry on from the question that you that you kind of answered last time. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in real world, an application development uh, does not just end with coding, understanding the user and the priorities of the user. The other important areas which they should focus on are improving their capability to debug the code, improving performance of the overall application, and using best practices like this uh, Sendel uh, mentioned. And they should how they can avoid the security vulnerabilities for your application. Now, circling back to what you have uh, just asked, right? How do we keep abreast with the continuous technology evolution? The first step uh, would be to take some time to learn. Learning is the key. That's the most important thing. Uh, we were just speaking sometime back on how in the last decade we had, you know, taken a huge leap from the older technologies. Now, most of the latest technologies release new features and updates every year. And in order to be up to date with these, we must squeeze in 20 to 30 minutes of time to learn how new tools work. For example, uh, if you think that you would work better with an updated version of your project software, learn how to use it in your spare time and use it to improve your workflow once you finally get accustomed to it. The next in line uh, would be to keep up with the latest trends. Reading might not be in your, your list of priorities when there are work deadlines to meet, but keeping up with the latest programming trends will only help you. Learning new coding practices and tools means you will get better at creating code and can develop more innovative products. To make learning a more manageable practice, we can use readily available resources like Udemy, Pluralsight, and Stack Overflow. I think Shatan just mentioned that uh, Cognizant provides it free of cost. That's very helpful for new developers. Better yet, within Cognizant, you can always ask experienced programmers on your team and across teams about the latest technologies and best practices. These conversations will keep you informed and help you make better use of your time. Super. That's thank you, Deepi. That's great to hear as well. Now let's switch gears, right? Let's now start talking about some more interesting, exciting stuff. Uh, let's really take a peek into the future, right? So I really want to understand where does, uh, especially this whole experience industry or the interactive industry, where is that headed? Right, so I want probably to look a little bit into the future, a, a year, couple of years from here, uh, take a look at uh, what are the changes that are likely to come in, uh, what are the different technologies that people have to keep an eye out for. Uh, let's take a peek into the future, right? So Chandan, uh, I'm going to ask you to uh, give look into the crystal ball and talk to us about what you feel uh, might be the trends uh, that are that we can expect to see. Thank you so much, Kibi. Um, yes, uh, this, is a, this is a fantastic question. Actually, if you ask me, right, we would all like to predict the future, but not sure what's uh, coming our way on a daily basis. But I can say that yes, change is constant. You know, we've seen it for the last decade. We've seen it uh, change. I think change uh, exponentially in the last two three years as well. So having said that, uh, when we started off, probably had probably had HTML basic and you know some limited amount of dynamicity using javascript now javascript as of today 2021 is a beast on its own and it's become so popular that it's dominating the web world 
In fact, one of the, uh, you know, uh, the popularity of programming languages ranks JavaScript at three and uh, Redmonk, uh, one of the rating uh, scores for different uh, programming languages rates it at number one. We've seen how JavaScript has evolved and it's not only evolved, it's become very powerful, you know, with script coming in and then latest features coming in with ES5, ES6, ES, uh, I think seven and eight, uh, and the periodic releases coming in. I think we've seen a lot of change in it. I think I'm seeing a little on JavaScript here, which is just uh, uh, being part of the interactive industry. The other things also which come by like PHP and other different things which are helping build applications. But why I wanted to add more on this specific framework is make sure we understand how much we've evolved in an IT uh, interactive industry where we're trying to help and uh, you know uh, make sure our web applications are built in a, in a way which is very different and very, very, very uh, inventive, you know. We're trying to take care of the power of uh, the latest technologies and the, the networking speeds which have gone by, which, and as well, also taking the power of how well we can program our applications to be faster, you know, super fast than what we've done uh, in our earlier days, you know. So what was HTML, which is hypertext markup language, a language to build applications that doesn't even exist, you know, it's probably done in, uh, a virtual DOM mode, which is one of the technologies which uh, React and other frameworks in the same lines of React uses it. There is another line of thought with Angular, which takes care of web framework to build your whole application using uh, the framework itself. You know, it's got its own boundaries, but it defines and how you can build your application. One of them uses uh, a, uh, it's both a single page, but one of them uses a, uh, it, it dominates the way using virtual, uh, virtual DOM. I mean, using virtual DOM, it dominates the world be done the the what do you call processing is done at the back end then the page comes in another one takes care of making sure whole compilation goes in an aot format you know ahead of time compilation and then goes about building it so there are different trends there you know and having said that now you're trying to tell us to peek, little peek into the crystal ball i think it's all coming at one place that's what we, we are looking at it you know and we see that uh, both technologies or different things which are following different patterns all coming to a place where we look at the trend evolve and come to something called as say progressive web apps you know this is one of the trend which we've seen and customers ask as well but we've seen 65 percent of online shopping shopping happen on our mobile devices so ws is something which are new and big wa essentially is nothing but an application which gives you the power of a native field your mobile app it does it's not a mobile app but it gives you the feel of a mobile app okay that's pwa for you then there are AI and uh, bots, artificial intelligence and chat bots. We've seen that grown exponentially. Uh, whenever we see something new come by, right? We see the, the power of AI come into picture, which solves um, you know, your chat and then it asks the you it, it keeps, keeps the user engaged just to get his data. Beauty of that is AI-based bots are 24 cross seven. They, they try and solve problems like human, it's like human-like experience. They try and solve your problems. There is a lot of analytics which can go into it, which, which you can feel and see the trends of it. This is something which is, is definitely going to help uh, drive business decisions because based on user behavior, user trends and users uh, interaction with the application, try and make trends and we try and see how best we can make them even better. Also seen a trend uh, called AMPs, which are accelerated mobile pages. Now in short, when we have blogs or news publishings and you know newspapers or whatever online right 
don't want to take a lot of time to actually show them to the user, right? PMP is coming to picture there. This is one of the latest web trend, which is in, in place where it speeds up your each performance by more than 4x times to what it is currently. So if you have a high speed internet connection, let's suppose a 3G or a remote place, still can view your web pages and they, they do this powerful backend processing and um, you know storing and web optimization so that your pages load faster than your regular HTMLs. This is another trend which is coming and taking shape. And I think there are also some open source plugins and um, libraries which are being built by Google and Twitter. These are things which are really, they've seen the power of it and they're making sure they build these things and ensure it is reachable to the whole spectrum of audience who comes by, you know. Already spoken about uh, single page applications and state management, but this is definitely going to take a lot, little big bigger shape. You know, we've seen a state management as something where you know, a web application stores its state in a, a common place, and then how best we can use it. Essentially, it ensures your web or your front end or your client is a little thicker, then the processing is a little faster, and better, and your server is just there to provide you data. So it helps you all your interactions to be very seamless and the communication to server is a little lesser as in the request is single singular so that your processing done at your front end so that the experience to the user is faster better and it is even immensely um, uh, safe you know that's how the state management happens right also seen a couple of more trends which are based on the cloud architecture, which is serverless applications. I think all major vendors like AWS, Google Cloud supported, making sure all our deployment happens there. Uh, you know, deploy once, apply everywhere, use it. They're, they're thinking away the, the model of regular servers coming into picture. The maintenance aspects also here by AWS and Google, Google Cloud. So these are things which are trending, you know, and these are some things which even we are investing as a company. And um, yeah, I think uh, this is an, this is a this are some things which I think will take more shape. And I think as future evolves, we'll see how best maybe AR and VR can also come into picture, which is augmented reality and virtual reality. So those are some of the areas which are which I think are very very critical and which which I think are taking and re positioning us as a different uh, you know our mindset to be very different in the in the web industry as well. Fascinating, fascinating, uh, Chandan. Truly, um, something that you know uh, a lot to look forward to. Uh, very quickly, right? Just talk to us about you know. So you mentioned a lot of things, but tell us what is Cognizant doing in that foresight, research, prediction space, right? What what, what kind of work are they doing? Uh, just quickly tell tell us in terms of what kind of investments are they making? What are they uh, doing with respect to studies or research or whatever? Just very just kind of. But how are you getting all these insights from? Right, right. So yeah, I know there is a, this is a space which is so evolving, like we already discussed. And what we are doing as a as we're trying to see this trend and to make sure this trend happens and successful for both for us and for the for the company and for the customer is that we're trying to understand the customer needs. You know, something which we are doing on a daily basis, not even. Um, no, uh, not even something which we have vision envisioned in the in the late uh, early, you know, a decade back. You know, but at this point in time, we're looking at the trend and the trend of web industry go by. So we're trying to make sure we understand a customer, and that is very important. I think based on that understanding, we're trying to make sure we uh, we grow and uh, nurture our young talent to be ready to the market. You know, so 
So there are a lot of case studies, like I already pointed out, the case studies which we actually uh, we publish them on a periodic basis. Now these are some things which help us get an insight of how well we're doing the current trend and how well we can explore and evolve to make sure we're better than what before, right? I think Cognizant also does a very important aspect of not only making sure we populate and present those case studies, but we also show showcase the customer wins. Then this specific end and this specific way of building has been approved, and this is a big win for us. This customer wins gives you a lot of confidence to say that approved technology is moving on and it is making sure we go to the next level, right? That is something which is happening by. I think foresight of, of how we look at it, right? We're also looking at not only omni-channel. I think this is something which is very important. You know, we looked at basically a, a laptop or a desktop to be our fundamental way of building applications. And then we moved on to something called as omni-channel. Omni-channel is look at an application in three different modes. Let it be your laptop, let it be your desktop, let it be your mobile, let it be your tablet, different mobiles, different tablets. So this is, that was something called omni-channel, right? We move from there, we try to look at multi-channel, which is like not only your uh, all three uh, devices, we're also looking at say, wearables, conversational devices, you know, mobile extensions, say watches, you know, those kind of things. How do we build applications for those? How do we make sure we have this human interaction coming by? These are some things which we are trying to do, do some research and foresight and see how best we can grow in those areas as well, because the trend is so huge. Um, so, so those are things which we are doing, and uh, I want to point out uh, our, our CEO, CEO here, Brian, who actually told us in our in our one of our discussions to the whole uh, cognizant that we are trying to focus on four different plus, which is artificial intelligence, cloud, machine learning, and analytics. I think these are really some some of the trends which are taking more shape, and these are some things which are impacting almost all industries, including the interactive. So these are things which we are trying to take more uh, insight into, and I think we, we will grow in this space uh, moving further as well, KP. All right, thank you, Chandan, that was great. Let's now round it off, right? So that's a lot of ground that we covered uh, in this particular talk that we just did. Uh, let's quickly round it off and then talk about, you know, any tips and advice, guidance to young developers out there. Uh, Sindhil, let's start with you. Any quick um, advice to developers? Do you want to go? Um, sir, not as advice, but uh, I would probably just give a few cents from my end, actually, right? Like, so as, as we discussed in the last 25-30 minutes, right, the technology is evolving. Uh, you know, our focus is shifting not just from the experience part. We are also now, like, you know, more into AI, ML, NLVs, and, you know, getting into the different design patterns, like, you know, cloud and other areas, irrespective of which stream of technology that the developer is going to choose, right? They have to concentrate on these four basic principles. One, uh, a lean, clean, modular coding, irrespective of the technology. We also need to understand the accelerators in the play within the organization, on within the industry, or within the market. Uh, we should just ensure that uh, we have access to the kitchen sink, right? Uh, so that we don't reinvent the wheel again and again. That gives a jump start, actually. Uh, so having a knowledge around what is available, only if we do know what is available, we should be able to utilize it actually. So, you know, enhance your knowledge with respect to the accelerators and the kitchen sinks. Uh, best practice, the next pillar is best practice, right? Like uh, it could be just simple traditional 
RWD application, uh, which you know um, um, we develop with just HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Bootstrap, or we go with like you know um, the trending uh, frameworks like you know Angular or React uh, or wherever it is, right? Like we should just ensure that like we follow the best practice. Uh, that's the key, and uh, and the most vital, or I would even say that like this is the key thing that like every developer should keep in their mind is have the appetite to learn constantly right because the industry evolves the industry has a sort you know all the technologies have a you know shorter lifespan actually uh, we probably have to evolve every uh, every six months right like because all these uh, tech stacks right coming with their upgrades like we need to keep learning like you know what is coming up new what are they improving what is deprecated we should know all of that actually so not just within that space but we also have to look around add additional skills like with respect to devops or like you know uh, go ahead and do a certification on agile so we just need to know uh, you know the technology pillar on top of that like we also need to understand the functional space so my advice is just concentrate on the basics at the start of your career if you are in mid of your career please see how you can enhance and keep reading all right uh, from you sandal um, any quick words, uh, Chandan or Deepthi? Do you want to have a, a couple of quick shot at uh, any tips to people out there? Um, yeah, um, KP. So, what I would like to add here is uh, similar to what um, Sandil had mentioned, right? So, we should never hesitate to try the new technologies or features. You know, as a fresher, we might uh, have some inhibition initially to try something new but the point is that unless until we try something out we will be unable to understand its capabilities and features it provides and then based on its features we can you know develop a better uh, application of it we can have a very good code and definitely having a holistic view is a must because uh, you understand in the long run where we fit in as a developer it is very important you know just coding might may you know might seem simple but until you understand where you actually fit in the entire end-to-end -end application you can actually uh, provide a better code so that's what i would like to add excellent thank you everyone for sharing your experiences i mean i felt like you know i learned a bit even through this particular exercise that we just did and thanks everybody for listening as well. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'm looking forward to bringing a lot more insights uh, from the developer community in Cognizant. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kartik, Chandan, Dipti, and Santil. It was a pleasure to listen to all of you. Listeners, hope you had fun listening to our eminent speakers in this special episode. Stay tuned to TechGeek for all the tech updates and happenings. Time to sign off. See you in the next episode super soon.